Tommy Baker is a writer, speaker, coach, and host of the Resist Average Academy, a top-rated iTunes podcast designed to give you the knowledge, inspiration, and action steps to live a life by design. Resist Average Podcast brings together the world's best to engage in deep conversations to give you the insights, tools, and shifts to create the life of your dreams. Tommy's podcast has featured powerful conversations with Dean Graziosi, Lewis Howes, Jesse Itzler, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Tom Bilyeu, and more. His books are The Unresolution Book, which discusses how to ditch resolutions forever, live life by design, and archive your dreams. The 1% Rule, where you discover why thousands have embraced the power of the 1% Rule to create the life of their dreams. And The Leap of Your Life, coming soon, where you can now pre-order on Amazon and through his website, that's discussing how to redefine risk, quit waiting for some day, and live boldly. You can find all of his books in all formats on Amazon and most other well-known book providers such as Barnes & Noble. Tommy and I share a fascinating conversation going into his background, his podcast and books, and some amazing tips that will propel your life. We talk about how growing up, splitting time between the U.S. and Columbia during his first 15 years impacted him, what he learned working at branding and business giant WWE, his fairy tale experience of meeting his fiancée, starting the Resist Average Academy, the process of authoring books and his motivation for writing them, the power of float tanks, learning techniques, his three C's of massive success, and his daily six. For more information on Tommy, his books, and the Resist Average Academy podcast, go to resistaverageacademy.com and follow him at Tommy Baker Resist Average. If this podcast impacts or speaks to you, Please share it and leave a review. And as always, follow More You Know Pod and Riley RM4 Tech on social media. I'm just trying to make it all make sense. The More You Know Podcast. Your grandpa, he was a Marine, or, yeah, Marine Colonel. How did he impact you? Oh, huge, huge. I was actually just, uh, you know, honoring him the other day. Um, just taught me so much about, I mean, we were very close and he just taught me a lot about integrity, leadership, um, and really being selfless, you know, being like a selfless leader, you know, you, 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 you know, putting, putting, you know, leading yourself in the interest of leading others. I know exactly what Tommy is saying about what he learned from his grandfather. Both of my grandfathers were in the Navy, one a merchant marine during World War II, and the other a commander who set world records flying blimps. The stories provided from my grandfather who was a commander were stories of selfless leadership that taught me the importance of setting an example for others, along with being willing to make sacrifices not only because it's best for your team, but shows those you lead that you are no better than they are. This can create motivation and perspective that propels others to excel. A fun story told in my family about this grandpa is that it's said that he created the board game Battleship for my uncle's Boy Scout troop, and then another father stole that idea. My other grandfather, who was a merchant marine in the Navy during World War II, has provided me with continual inspiration. Aside from being a World War II veteran, he has set world records in powerlifting and is also in the Hot Rod Hall of Fame. My grandpa has taught me a winner's mindset and powerful lessons about life that have helped set me on the path I'm going down. I could not be more grateful for having both of these men in my life. You started working at WWE with Latin America, and they're obviously a huge business and branding powerhouse. What was that like working there, and what did you learn? 
Yeah, it was, it's really interesting because they're one of the biggest entertainment, sports, and media companies. Um, and the biggest thing that I learned from them was they are so fearless in, in innovation, meaning uh, I had never, you know, I was, and I don't have a ton of experience in, in corporate America, but I'd never seen a company make decisions on the fly about really big decisions that most others would get lost in bureaucracy or all of that stuff. So I had a very entrepreneurial feeling of like, Hey, this is happening right now. We're going to completely shift our entire plan and, and do this. The fearlessness and innovative mindset that Tommy saw WWE have is something that should be taken notice of. WWE's long-term success can be credited to their culture he has discussed. Being willing to make changes and be malleable like Tommy discussed WWE being is essential for sustainable success in business. Boston Consulting Group conducted a study of over 2,000 publicly traded companies and they found that only 2% of these companies are truly innovative and efficient like WWE is, also including companies like Amazon and Toyota. A fun fact is that the way cameras capture NFL games now moving on cables was an innovation created by Vince McMahon in the WWE when they were starting the XFL. Did that kind of help you transition from the corporate world into the entrepreneurial world? It definitely helped plant some seeds in terms of what I like to do and what my values were. And I know for me, one of my highest values is having time freedom. Um, and so Same. being able to have control of my schedule and autonomy. So obviously, you know, being in corporate settings, that's, you notice that friction. And so, you know, people always tell me like, or entrepreneurs born or made, it's really about knowing yourself and what you value. I personally value freedom and time freedom. Other people might value security higher than that. Um, but yeah, it started to give me, you know, it was very entrepreneurial in nature, which helped me transition much more seamlessly. Okay. And what made you make that transition? Yeah, just, just looking down the line and saying, you know, I'm on this path. Do I want to be on this path in five years? If I wake up in five years from this path, Am I fulfilled? Am I doing, am I doing work that is meaningful, that matters, that is compensating the way that I want to? And the answer for those was no. Um, but it's one thing to have clarity and it's a second thing to act on that clarity. So I got the clarity and then that's when I started to make the transition into doing my own thing. Tommy learned having control of his schedule and autonomy was most important to him. I love what he brings up of going down the path five years from now. This is something that Travis Chappell also discussed in the conversation I shared with him when he transitioned from his life in the independent fundamental Baptist community to what he's pursuing now. I ask you all to take a second to ask yourself this. Is this life you are currently living sending you down the path you want to be living five years from now? And if not, what can you do to make changes towards living that fulfilled life? He also brings up another great point. It's one thing to have clarity and another thing to act on that clarity. If you do not act on that clarity, it is, as Mac Miller says, just a conversation. Plan how you're going to create that life five years down the road and resiliently pursue that. And you started with SISU Elite Fitness? Yes, yes. So one of my passions at that time, I mean, it's still part of my life, but my, one of my big motivating forces was just physicality and helping other people achieve transformation through physicality. Um, I'm a big nerd of psychology, human behavior, study Maslow's hierarchy. So to me, if your physical is compromised and his model is if the physical is compromised, getting to the self-actualization is, is impossible. And so that to me was a really nice way. If I could unlock someone's physical door, it usually opened them up to what's possible, which meant that they were able to create growth mentally, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, et cetera. 
I love the point that Tommy brought up of if your physical state is compromised, you will never be able to find growth mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and more. This is something many people, including myself, do not take seriously. I had it until 2018 and I could not explain how much of a difference it's made. If your sleep, diet, and amount of physical activity is poor, the ability to maintain and improve mental, emotional, and spiritual growth is much more challenging. So would you work any mindset coaching or was it just all physical nutrition? A lot of mindset. That was the cool That's thing. Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, that was our differentiator. We were okay. unlike, really unlike any other gym that we really put that first because w- what I'd known up to that point and still true today, everybody has information, mechanics, strategies, systems, and all of them can work. The question is, What's the mindset behind that? And if the mindset is faulty, if the, there's a belief in there that's not serving, if there's something that's out of alignment, if there's an issue of worthiness, if there's an issue, whatever it may be, we can have all the tactics and systems and strategies, but it's not going to come to life. Tommy brings up such powerful points here. If you have issues in mindset, the systems and strategies you are practicing will be hindered or unsuccessful. This is why so many people bail on New Year's resolutions, working out, diet, and so much more. In order to have success in any endeavor, you must maintain a mindset built for success and continually work towards improving your mindset to improve the success you have with whatever you pursue. You met your girlfriend around the same time. So how'd you meet her and how she impacted you? Absolutely. Yes. So we met, uh, we met crossing a street, actually. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, right place at the, at the right time. It's I like am- a movie. It actually was like a movie <laughs> when we tell this story, people laugh, but, um, I, uh, I needed to get some Wi-Fi. I, there's no reason why I was supposed to be there. Cause I, I was something about a client with an invoice. I just needed Wi-Fi, and I stopped at a Starbucks that I never stopped at before. And I was rushing my way to do it. And she actually had something similar happen where she was there and she hadn't, hadn't been there in six months. And we just crossed at the right time at the right place and, uh, experienced the connection. That's amazing. And how has she impacted you? Yeah, I mean, transformed my life. I mean, she's she's my fiance now, and she's just okay. uh, you know such a such a you know to me relationships really create the foundation for our lives. And Agreed. If our relationships aren't an alignment and aren't in a place of connection and and power, um, they drain our energy and they actually hold us back. And it's you know these are intimate connections, but also social and the people we surround ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And so but they can also be our catalyst for growth. And that's, you know, that's the important piece. Tommy's story of meeting his fiance is really incredible. I believe the world connects you with those you are meant to be around in unfathomable ways exactly like this. I'm grateful for what he shared on the value of relationships also. This is something I entirely agree with and something just as crucial as your mindset because who you choose to interact with directly affects your mindset. As he said, relationships, whether it's family, friends, or intimate, create the foundation for our lives. They can either drain you emotionally and take time from what you want to accomplish, or they can propel being the catalyst for growth. I'm a big believer on having a large network but a tight circle, and that's exactly why. You need to treasure your time and be selective with who you choose to share relationships with. Understanding that if you don't, it can affect your life negatively. This was also when you started the Resist Average Academy, correct? Absolutely. And so this was also just kind of your transition into getting more focused on mindset and stuff like that rather than the fitness side? Absolutely. Yeah. And it was really, you know, 10 years of intense study and focus, uh, working with mentors, traveling all over the world to learn from, from the best of the best um, and to distill the principles. And once you do that enough, it's, it's really funny. You do that enough in different industries, you notice that there's all these pearls of wisdom that are almost universal laws that apply to any of them. 
sure. you start hearing the same things over again. Something in the, in the realm of the of business it matches exactly what you read in another area of life. And those become the universal principles. So I wanted to start the show to help people, to really give people these, these pearls of wisdom that really uh, happen when we have inspiring conversations like this that they can apply to their lives in every area of their, their lives. These pearls of wisdom that he discusses surrounding principles you learn from reading and experience are so incredibly valuable. Being someone who looks at myself like a student of life, I too have picked up these universal principles he talks about. It's truly fascinating that you can read philosophy from a warrior thousands of years ago that speaks to the same truths you can read in some book like Resilience by Eric Greidens on your Kindle. What this means is that there is so much value of learning from others and paying attention to principles that have assisted others. As I said, when reading biographies or personal development books or even watching documentaries about amazing individuals, you learn they share principles, practices, habits, and routines and beliefs that are all the same no matter the difference in their background or pursuit or even if their time of existence was different if you take notice of these universal laws they will begin to provide a positive impact in many different aspects of your life continually so what was your biggest challenge starting the podcast yeah the biggest challenge with the podcast was you know diving into the unknown i mean i had never really spent time behind a, a mic i mean i had done media stuff for the gym but uh, you just, you step into the unknown and you think, okay, where am I going to get guests? Who's going to come on the show? Um, I have no track record in podcasting. So there's all the usual fears that come with that. Um, and those, those were the biggest challenges early on. I really appreciate the challenges Tommy brings up starting his podcast. Being more of an introvert by nature, I can understand the intimidating nature he brings up. What you should ultimately take from what he said is that the best thing you can do is jump in the deep end and embrace going into the unknown. If you have the mindset we've been discussing along with learning from those universal truths, it's likely what you fear about going into the unknown will be something you can handle. With preparation, not being afraid to fail, and resiliency to continue down that path, most anything can be accomplished. And so I saw you got on new and noteworthy on iTunes pretty quickly. Uh, what's your advice for that? Yeah, no, it was awesome. And, and, you know, my advice is, you know, really one, obviously, you know, have a, have a, have a quality, have something that's quality, have something that really that you, you can invest your, your, your time and your, your energy into for the right reasons. And number two is, you know, leverage your network. I, I was able to have contacts from, you know, at that point I've been, you know, six, seven years in entrepreneurship. So I had a lot of contacts that were willing to say, Hey, you, you get this new thing you're doing. Let me share that out. And I think the combination of a quality product with, um, you know, leveraging my network really, really helped that first initial boost. I asked Tommy how he found success with getting his podcast on New and Noteworthy, and he really provided wisdom for success in any pursuit applying to business and much more. Providing a quality product or service and utilizing your network are keys to success. Whatever you are currently pursuing or looking to find success in in the future, you should take some time to think how could I provide the best quality possible and how could I utilize the relationships that I have. Definitely. So the first one was Unresolution. That's uh, self-published. So that one was about this mindset of resolution that... And I saw this coming from all my years in, in, in both entrepreneurship and, and with the fitness industry. But it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life this coming January. And then 92% of resolutions don't end up anything. So thought, yeah, we, we got we to shift the mindset from, hey, just because a calendar digit goes from a two to a three, it's an eight to a nine, that we're going to make a decision. We can make a decision to change at any time. So that was that, giving people their power back. 
I love the concept of the unresolution book. As I discussed earlier, this is all about shifting your mindset because that's what ultimately makes or breaks the pursuit of a goal. He brings up another point as well, which is why decide to make a change or start something at some specific time in the future. You can seize the moment and start right now. I wanted to give people a system where it's like, if I just get 1% better today, that's it. Very easy to get 1% better. Um, over the course of a year, that creates anywhere from 3x to 37x growth, depending on incremental exponential growth. And if that's the case, hey, if a year from now, I'm three times better podcaster, I'm a three times better writer, I got three times more in my bank account or up to 37x, I'm, I'm winning. I'm absolutely winning and I'm on my path. And so that's what the 1% rule is about, really releasing the pressure of these big goals and winning the day. The 1% rule is a great concept. I love the concept of getting rid of the pressure of the long-term goals you have and focusing on getting better day by day. This concept is something that I've also read in Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus and I find it so powerful. As Tommy explained, if you focus on just improving day by day even just 1%, you can expect exponential growth of 3 to 37 times improvement. When shifting your mindset in this way, you open up the possibility of getting 3 to 37 times better a year from now than you are today. Yeah, that's the newest one. And that's really about having so many conversations with people who know that there's something out there for them that they want to create. That's you know a change that they want to transition to. Okay. A change that they want to transition to and they get stuck. They get stuck. They have an idea. They have something that's, you know, a shift in career. Maybe they want to launch their own business or side hustle or podcast. And in the moment they have absolute clarity. And then as time fades, it's gone. And so I, I wanted to write this book to give people permission to one, identify what that thing is, to make the decision today because every moment that we wait, we lose the enthusiasm of that decision. But three, what's going to happen next to navigate some of the messiness. It's a, you know, one of the guys in entrepreneurship calls it the messy middle. What happens after? And to understand there's going to be challenges, but those challenges don't mean that it's not going to come to life or you're not capable it just means that that's part of the that's part of the equation. So that one's called the leap of your life um, to help pe people redefine risk, step into the unknown, and really live a bold life. And when does that come out? April second on that one, uh, available for pre-order now, but April second officially. I can't wait to read Tommy's book, The Leap of Your Life, coming out April 2nd. I love how he divides a pursuit into three sections. Figure out what you want to pursue, don't wait and go after that, and then understand there are challenges you will go through and that that's just part of the journey. Plan, take the leap, and don't give up on living the life you dream of. I'll buy it physically because I support authors, so I think it's really important to support sure. authors and books um, if you like that stuff. And then I'll buy the audio too if I really connect with the material because I want to learn 360. I want to learn in different ways. Yeah. And that's one of the best ways to learn too. And that's something that, that you're a proponent of, correct? Is, is learning through listening while you're reading. Absolutely. Yeah. Doing both. Cause they're going to, they're going to hit neural networks in your mind that are completely different and they're going to create synapses that are going to just add a level of, of depth. Um, Build stronger I, connections. Yeah. When I was really like, and I'm still am when I was, but when I was obsessive with my learning, when I really wanted to distill these principles, I mean, I would go through all, I would actually do this and, and few people talk about this. It was just my level of obsessive. I would put the audio of the book and these were some classic texts, put the audio of the book and then I would write, I would get a, the text version on the screen and then I would actually transcribe the audio 
Tommy is not the first person I've known who practices some form of 360 degree learning. A roommate of mine when living in Isla Vista is truly brilliant and he introduced me to this concept of listening to the audiobook while reading. Your memory and comprehension is based on your brain building connections. The stronger these connections are, the more connections you make surrounding the concept makes your comprehension and memory of it even stronger. And this is why it's worth taking notes in class or when you're reading or listening to a podcast because you build an additional level of connection through writing down what you just learned. I keep notes of every book I read along with things I hear on podcasts. It's really interesting because the more you write down or the more precise you are with what you wrote, it oftentimes makes it so you don't even need the notes you took themselves. So I know you're really into float tanks, so could you just briefly, for people who don't know what float tanks are, explain what they are and then how they assist you with your mindset? Absolutely, yeah. Float tanks changed my life, and I just I did one the other night. Um, so basically what it is, you go into a tank, um, and they have all different types, but it's uh, – thousands of uh, pounds of Epsom salt. So you get in the tank and you just, you experience what is called zero gravity, which means you're weightless. It's basically like kind of like being in space, I guess. Um, and you have nothing to see, nothing to, you know, it's a completely dark. You can't see anything. You're not holding on to anything. You're just sitting there in this tank. And it's a great way to create space in life, get insights, work through problems, and maybe just disconnect and recharge um, so you can come back more creative with more answers, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one of my favorites. It's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but it's a lot of people are talking about it now. Um, so yeah. you can find one probably in your local area, depending on where you live. If you s- just search your area plus float tank, you might be able to find something. Those are great. I, I like to say it's like meditation on steroids. It's better than meditation because once you commit to being in a tank, I mean, you can't really leave you know, you, you could get up, but it's, you're in a tank or salt water. You don't want to move. So it almost forces you to stay in there. And a lot of people have trouble doing longer meditation. So highly, highly recommend that. That's a really good point is, is because of how comfortable it is and how settled you get. It's easier than just sitting somewhere and trying to meditate and having all these noises go off and visuals. Even if your eyes are closed, you might be able to see a light go through your eyelids, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, if you're doing it for the first time, um, you know, go in with no expectations, just see what happens, but do it at least three to four times because, you know, I've, and I've studied a lot about float tanks. The results happen in between your sessions and each time you go a little bit deeper. Float tanks are something I've yet to try, but I'm fascinated by. Float tanks are something many top performers are passionate about, including Joe Rogan and Steph Curry. Tommy brings up a great point I haven't heard regarding float tanks being meditation on steroids because of the isolated environment that it creates. There's so many outside distractions, and especially if you live with other people or in a city, it can be hard to create a tranquil environment to meditate in. With a float tank, once you get in, the environment is catered towards creating a meditative state, therefore being easier to meditate. I also brought up the creator of float tanks being an interesting guy. There are some things so odd I will leave it for you to find on Google, but he was into interspecies communication, talking to dolphins through the usage of LSD. He would literally take a bunch of acid along with giving the dolphins large doses of it, then theoretically try to communicate with them. Regardless, he happened to come across creating an incredibly valuable tool that everyone should try at some point. What are your three C's of massive success? Yeah, so three C's of massive success. uh, It starts with clarity, right? So we need to have clarity. Uh, number two is commitment because it's one thing to have clarity, but if we have clarity and we don't commit, it's not going to come to life. And once we have commitment, that creates certainty. And certainty is just an inner knowing that you're making progress and you're moving forward on your commitments. And those kind of repeat themselves. It's kind of like this wheel that goes around and around and around that leads to success. 
And so do you think without the clarity though, you can't get to the following steps. So you really need to build that time where you, you sit and think, maybe you go in the float tank, maybe you meditate, you take notes, you make a plan. Yes. Here's the only caveat to that is too often people think they need all the clarity. All you need is some clarity. You don't need all the clarity. Okay. So if you found me three years ago and you said, um, hey, you're going to release these books. You're going to do this. You're going to do this on your podcast. You're going to be doing, you're going to be paid to speak. That would have been too much clarity for me. I just needed to get, I, that would have been overwhelmed with how am I going to bring that to life? So the reason I say that is because I talk to people and they say, well, I just need to spend another three months getting clarity. And it's like, no, no, no. You just need a little clarity to get started because once you get started, so going back to the seeds, you get clarity, you have commitment and they build on each other. As you know, Definitely. like once we start moving forward with something, we get a lot more clarity. For me with the podcast, I just needed to get started. I couldn't have the clarity that I have now after 200 episodes because that would have been impossible. It would have taken, like, I would have been stuck in paralysis analysis. So seek clarity, but again, you need the minimum viable dose and then act on that dose. And then the commitment and clarity, they'll build on each other gradually because as it becomes more clear, you're going to become more committed to that mission. Exactly. It's a beautiful process. His three C's of massive success are a great perspective to consider. Having clarity and commitment creates certainty that provides the backbone to finding success. Having a clear vision for your mission and committing to accomplishing over time will provide a sense of certainty. This will continue to build throughout your journey and bring you towards an important fourth C. And I want to add that which is confidence. The certainty created from the clarity and commitment instills confidence or the honest belief in finding success in your pursuit. You also have a daily six. What, is it, what are your daily six? Yeah, and that's just a, 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 a morning routine to put me in a place of, of clarity, <laughs> commitment, and certainty, but to really just get my mindset in the right place. So Daily Six is really simple. We do a gratitude exercise. Um, we encourage somebody else. We study, some type of study, studying text. We move our physicality in some shape, way, or form. Um, we, um, what am I missing here? Uh, we meditate. We create the space with meditation. And then there's a purposeful action to finish the six. And the purposeful action is something in, you know something that's going to move your career, your craft, your business forward. For me, the your purpose is just writing. So once I've done all those, I'm in a state of focus, and then I write, and that becomes my daily six. I know it sounds like a lot. If you're new to it, keep it simple. Start with a 20, 30-minute routine, and then you can build on that. Too many people try to do, like, they listen. They might listen to an episode that I do. My routine's an hour and a half. They try to do that. It's too much. So start simple and then build on your success. Tommy's morning routine he calls the daily six is a great practice to take on. The daily six are a gratitude exercise encouraging someone else, taking the time to study or learn, work out, meditate, then go forward with a purposeful action that moves your mission forward. Doing this routinely is a great general baseline for living a fulfilled life. Gaining perspective through gratitude right when waking up sets the tone for the day. Encouraging someone else reinforces either your pursuits or something you are grateful for, and most importantly sparks change in the world. Taking the time to study or learn enables you to gain understanding towards your goals. Working out enables you to maintain the proper mindset. Meditation will help you find beneficial insights towards your mission, and this finally enables you to take on your goals the best you can. Like he said and also discussed in his book, The 1% Rule, do not get discouraged trying to accomplish all six and celebrate progressively forming all six habits. If you're thinking about doing something, let's release the thinking, actually step into your courage and, and take some type of decisive action. You'll find all the clarity, all the belief, all the possibility in there. So don't wait any longer because every day that you wait, I have a 24-hour principle. The moment you get an idea, execute within 24 hours or you might lose it forever. That's number one. 
And number two, if this resonated, check out the Resist Average Academy podcast. You can go on iTunes, Stitcher, resistaverageacademy.com. Uh, and then also check out the book, upcoming book, The Leap of Your Life. Tommy finishes off this interview with such powerful advice. Release the thinking, find the courage to take action, and do not wait. His 24-hour principle is also something to take note of. When you have an idea you believe in, do not waste time and act on it. What you do in the first 24 hours doesn't need to be monumental, but should at least be the first steps to beginning. For me, oftentimes this begins with a note in my phone that gradually builds into a full-blown plan that I then execute. The point is to not be afraid to fall, jump in the deep end, and be dedicated to progressively accomplishing your dreams. We are grateful you took the time to listen to our conversation and hope it makes a positive impact in your life. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening or watching it. Check out other episodes, leave a review, and follow us on social media at More You Know Pod. Also, please don't forget about our sweepstakes. Retweet a clip with the hashtag The More You Know and New Podcast from our Twitter for a chance to win a signed copy of my upcoming book, The More You Know, coming this fall. Tag two friends in the comments on a clip on Instagram for a chance to win a brand new copy of Dean Graziosi's Millionaire Mindset or Ed Milet's Max Out. Like us or share a clip on Facebook for a chance to win a book I have read that highly inspired me, signed by me with an inspirational message. Again, thank you for listening as we propel with podcasting through the more you know. I'm just trying to make it all make sense. The more you know podcast.